Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Very relaxed this evening, Connor. Uh, <clears throat> having a nice chill time yeah. of things while we record the podcast. Yeah. Now, uh, a lot of people might not know this, Sean, but you are most very Most people good. in the world. <laughs> you are, I would say, very good under pressure. And what you're yeah. good at is when your microphone accidentally mutes itself and you panic for 25 minutes and our recording has to be pushed back. <laughs> I would say 35 minutes, personally. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, you're entirely right. Uh, so basically, I learned that my microphone has a mute button. And I yeah. was like, oh, that would be really handy if I need we, to we were like, We were like kids at Christmas. Because I said, oh, I have oh. one too. Let's try it out. <laughs> Let's both mute our mics together. And so I did. And then it would never unmute. And so I had to take the casing off of the microphone. There's people listening, by the way, are like, finally. <laughs> You'll never be unmuted. <laughs> <laughs> very one-sided conversation for you though mm. but i have to like take apart the case of the microphone and then pull the button out manually mm. so it's just i'm just never going to press that button again i don't yeah. think yeah and people can't understand the stress on you. and i was sitting here on twitter being like it'll be grand we'll figure it out i know i was i was running around the house I hit it with a mallet at one point. You hit against oh your knee, God. which is a very yeah. old school Irish dad way of solving most problems. The old rapid repair, you know, <laughs> just give it a swift tap and just see if that knocks something loose or not. <laughs> your kneecap no longer working. Um, so Sean, It never was, Connor. let's be honest. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, Sean, this is Movie Mondays. We've had a bit of news. Now, next week, of course, is the massive release of a little movie known as Spiderman. Um, now, oh, I would like to update everyone. I managed to pre-book tickets for that. So you did not. Good, good I'm stuff. Going to see it on Wednesday, half seven. There what what we go. date is Wednesday? Uh, the fifteenth. Uh, two oh, days th- from now. Released it. Released it. Yeah, I'm seeing it on release oh, day. We got two seats. Jesus, well for some, I have eighteen. Oh, you're gonna. You're gonna, three days of spoilers. You're gonna have on me. <laughs> What's there to spoil at this point? <laughs> <laughs> you're never gonna believe who's in it. <laughs> um, so, Sean, we're gonna get straight into the news this week because that's just because that one movie's coming out. Doesn't mean there aren't other movies. There are other movies other than the Marvel movies, Sean. You w- little bitch. You monopoly. <laughs> You said, I eyes. felt like you were going to say weirdo at one point. I was going then. to say, I felt aggression, but I didn't need it. So, I, you know, you can just Look, say I'm anything. I'm sorry about the microphone thing. Yeah, no, right. Right. Well, it's fine. I, I get emotionally invested in microphones. Um, oh, well, I don't. Yeah. I like how people are like, geez, he's very aggressive off mic. <laughs> it was be- it's very strange. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what he says. To me, not, um, so, Sean, we're starting this week 
with a bit of news on the Batman. Um, ah. Now we're we're gonna start because this news really caught my eye because there are rumors coming out, reports coming out, Sean, that there are two alternate cuts of the Batman, and oh. th- these Warner Brothers or DC are yet to choose which cut they will use. Now the difference between the two cuts, major difference, is one actor. They have not mentioned who the actor is, but it could be the inclusion or the exclusion of one particular character. It's Barry Keown. It's Barry Keown, the Joker. (laughs) It's absolutely Barry Keown's the Joker. That's what I mean. Come on, guys. What do you think I'm starting with? (laughs) Why would Connor bring up a story on this show if it didn't? have any kind of a link to famed Irish actor Barry Keoghan. I, I, to be honest, I don't want to talk about the Batman at all until it comes out because that's like no way home levels of like cannot wait to see it. But yeah. if it's about Barry Keoghan, patron said to the podcast, greatest eternal druid of all time, then we as Irish men have got to cover the fact one, Barry Keoghan is rumoured to be the Joker. And I love the fact that the rumour has now gone one step further to be like, he's definitely the actor in the one cut that they're choosing whether they put in or they leave out. What do you think is the, 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 the reasoning behind maybe leaving that cut out? As in they want to save it for a future movie? Or they don't want to go the Joker out with the whole universe. I think it might be as simple as the test screenings um, are going up to see if people are ready for another Joker. I mean, how many Jokers have we had even in the last 10 years? Probably... No, that's the last 10. Let's go last 13. A lot. We've had a lot of Jokers. Three cinema Jokers? Heath Ledger, uh, Jared Leto and Joaquin It's just over one every four years. Sounds like a lot when we've had, like, Iron Man has been the same Iron Man for 13 years. Yes. Like, it's, when you put it that way, it's it's very strange. Um, but I like the alternate cuts thing, because it implies the film works with or without him. Mm. You know? So, like, he's not the main focus, because I could, don't think he should be. He could just be a different, or he could just pop up at the end. It could be something as simple as there's a whole end sequence that he is in, or a completely side story, where Barry Keoghan, who is meant to be playing um, a police officer, uh, Stanley mm-hmm. Merkel, and he's meant to be playing that, but there's speculation that he's secretly playing the Joker. That's so, the thing, because like, th- think of the name, right? You got Stanley, first of all, so that's... That's... Uh, yeah. St- Stanley. Uh, Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci, um, yeah, he's a joker. Yeah, he's a bit of a joker, a bit of a yeah. comedic actor. And then uh, <laughs> Angela Merkel. German, former German <laughs> Chancellor Angela Merkel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, famed, famed comedian. Famed for the love of comedy in the job, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> like a Stanley Tucci but, Angela Merkel. <laughs> look, if you were going to create a comedic character... Yeah. But then, sorry, a, 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 a clown-based character. Mm. Wouldn't you give him the name that's the exact opposite of a clown to oh, throw someone off? Exactly. So, now, yeah. some might say this podcast has gone off the rails in terms of rumours. I would just say there's difference. There's rumours and speculation that other podcasts do. We strictly do Barry Keoghan rumours. <laughs> Oh, oh, we're not doing rumours about any other movie or any other I, actor. We're not commenting on one thing that Tom Holland has accidentally said in a press junket this week because he's very tired and he's done 57 interviews that That's, day. And, he, and they're like, what did he mean? That much. No, it's just everything he says gets reported on. Yes, it's so like, much. Sorry, this is a, a, a by the by. But there's a thing. They, 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 the three of them did a whole did a viewing of the trailer. Yes. Without showing the audience the trailer. He said, where's that? Yes, there's that. And then at one point, Tom Holland grabs and, or like, touches Zendaya's arm. (laughs) And everyone's like, that means she's dead. She's definitely (laughs) dead in this film. (laughs) I'm like, they're they're going out. I mean, it could just be they, they 
I mean, they enjoy each other's company and they're like, oh mm-hmm. man, did you see that? That looks cool. Because the day that they were on set was probably just a man walking around in a green suit, whoever it was. They might not have been on set together. Like, it's all green screen. <laughs> we're getting into it's, speculation. It's basically an animation at this point is all I'm saying. But, <laughs> but I sorry, love the fact that like, interview f- 57, they're just like, Tom, Sinister Six, are they in this movie? And in this movie, Tom, Tom, go on. What about Spider-Man 5? Go on. Go on. Spider-Man 6? Well, what's going on there? Go on. Do you no, hate Kevin Feige? Do you just tell Kevin us if you Feige hate Kevin right Feige. Your, your contract's finished. Us, yeah, you're finished. Tell us how much you. You're finished. You're finished. You're done. <laughs> you're, you've got that uncharted money now, Tom. Just tell us about And, and like, I, you'd be so tired. You'd just be like, yeah. I, I mean. You'd be wrecked. Yeah. Like, uh, it's but, a, it's a, you're asking, answering the same questions all day, every day. But uh, what we're, we're not... Well, I don't want to comment on that, but Barry Keoghan being the Joker has not been commented oh, by anybody. It's confirmed. I feel like he is the greatest Joker of all time. I don't want to come strong on that. But Mark Campbell is shaking in his boots. But, look, the, I mean, look, the, the evidence stacks up. <laughs> Number one, it's the Joker, popular character. Number two, it's uh, Barry Keoghan, best actor in the world. <laughs> so, fucking, you know. It's You're like asking, money. Uh, it's like it's like getting Daniel Day Lewis to play Doctor Strange. Like that would be that'd be wild, you know. Actually, <laughs> so, good casting. <laughs> do you think that this the the two cuts? I mean, it could be as simple as one is darker than the other, one is R-rated and one isn't, because they are coming out saying this is like the most horror-based Batman movie. So they've probably test screened it, and they're like, "Do yeah. you enjoy Batman being darker or being slightly more PG thirteen? See, it's kind of. It's like it reminds me a bit of like you. You remember Death in the Family, where there were two versions of that comic: one where Jason Todd lived and one where he survived. Yeah, I like to think it's the same balance at the minute. But whether Barry Keoghan is propelled into Jokerhood, do we have to vote? He, I think we have to ring in. We have to call DC Comics and vote. <laughs> There's two like old school film reels. <laughs> One of them <laughs> for me and you just keep bringing, but with different voices. <laughs> <Just like. laughs> Hello, my name is Guy Incognito. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Family Guy thing where it's Peter Griffin, but he says his name, but he's like looking around and he sees like a Griffin. <laughs> it's like P, <laughs> and he looks at a P on a plate. Tear <laughs> Griffin. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so yes, there are two versions of the Batman movie. I just wanted to start off with that because we could talk about Barry. Um, but now we have to get into our trailer talk, Sean. Because there was actually a trailer that came out this week for a little movie that I know you're excited for. Because you said to me, the last one in this series was your favourite movie of the last decade. Oh, and June. One, yeah, I'm really June, excited to talk of about it. Is there a trailer for uh, June? June too, yeah. It's coming out this week. June. June. They're, they're, rele- they're releasing it December 16th. <laughs> Some said poor strategy. They said no, let's do it. <laughs> um, Got in before Tom. <laughs> um, so we have a Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore teaser trailer that has come out, Sean. And it offers us our, of, our first glimpse of Mr. Mads Mikkelsen playing Grindelwald. Yeah, the main thing I thought when watching this trailer was, God, I wish Mads Mikkelsen had been in the role from the start. I mean, no, nothing against Mr. Depp, but Mads is built for that role, is he not? Yeah, like, the, the thing about... Okay, I was, I, I was a very big Harry Potter fan back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I've mostly phased it out of my life now, but all of the information still remains. So, Grindelwald is meant to be this charming, eccentric dude. Not like the weird, looks like a psychopath man that Johnny Depp played him as. He's meant to be like, like charming wizard Hitler mixed Magneto mix kind of thing. He's, yeah, he's meant to be like, yeah, it's like a cult of personality around him. But he's just weird in the first two Fantastic Beasts movies. Uh, <laughs> and like, the second one, by the way, trash. <laughs> just pure absolute trash. Absolute dog shit film. <laughs> like, on a, on a base level of film, that's terrible. Like, the first one but, came out, I was like, that's fine. I mean, pretty good. I like Harry Potter. That's pretty decent. I don't, I wouldn't really watch it every year, but it's fine. And it's a yeah. nice addition. Um, I like how the first one is like, um, it's like, 
you watch him and he's going around and there's different beasts and there's like problems going along in the background and then the second one is like Hitler is here we're all gonna yeah. die <laughs> I'm like whoa voice. that's yeah like the first one is has a really good cast it's a it's a it's a new time in a universe that we've seen develop and it's like characters we've heard about but not seen so all of that is interesting. But then the second one is just a by-the-numbers adventure movie. And then this one looks... This one actually, it looks, from the trailer, better than the second one. At least, I would I say. I will say that this one has probably gone more so... Has tried to go backwards. I think the second one is, like, real not in this direction. And I feel like they know that. And now they're yeah. kind of like, yeah, but look at the fun! We got some That's, fun. Because I think the first one feels like a, a quote-unquote Harry Potter movie. But the second one doesn't have that. Uh, ironically, it doesn't have that little spark of magic that Ooh. makes it the Harry Potter world. Yeah, I yes. thought it was good myself. <laughs> and so this third one, it looks to be more in line with the first Fantastic Beasts movie and like the first five Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I, I and I think... My question is, having seen this trailer, and just as an overview, do you feel like people care, one? And do you think yeah. this is getting us back on track? Because, or is it too far gone? I don't, I don't know, because they've they committed to five films on this. Yeah, they, they, this went, all, they went balls to the wall, we're doing five. Before the first one came out, they said, no, we're doing five of these. Yeah. I don't know if the... Not even that the interest is there, but I don't think the good faith is there. Because I think even fans of the universe weren't thrilled with the second Fantastic Beast movie. And I wonder how much of that movie is going to carry over into this one. Because, like, yeah, things happened. Like, Wizard Hitler came back. Poor. But I feel like you could just kind of sum it up in 15 minutes at the start of part three yeah. and then just tell a new story. And also, I mean, having seen the trailer, it's a ragtag group going up against um, what really... Oh, what they this, spell that out. Oh, fully. Like they, they put the whole ragtag team and all the descriptions up there. So now you have to know. But it really strikes me how similar to Zack Snyder's Justice League this is. Sorry, Joss Whedon's Justice League probably more so. In terms right, of, yeah. they have a ragtag group, right? And they're all fine. And then, they have Dumbledore. Now, yeah. if you have a big bad... wizard of all time. If you have a big bad, and you've got a ragtag team, and Superman, who's doing the heavy lifting is my question. Dumbledore's looking this around, like, do you need to be here? Because there's no threat. But I don't think Dumbledore is going on the mission. Which is pointless because he's the best. <laughs> Just he say it. But, but and, and you're going to love this. In the Harry Potter canon, uh, <laughs> Good. Dumbledore and Grindelwald were in like a bit of a relationship mm. in their youth. Yeah. And so he doesn't want to face Grindelwald again. So let's k- send the kids to die. Good thinking. Because yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, send yeah. the kids to die. That's Dumbledore's whole fucking That's MO. Whole- <laughs> let's be yeah. honest. Let's get the kids to die. It'll be a laugh. <laughs> But, like, there's, it's said in the books that, like, the battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald was the greatest wizarding battle of all time. Tough to live You're not pulling that out in the third film, I don't think. But I love that they have to keep writing around it because they're, like, they've committed to five. Because logically, in any world, if you were like, oh, my ex-boyfriend's turned into Hitler and I'm the only one that can stop him. Quick, kids, attack. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, take some time off from your studies. Uh, I'll stay the, here and tell you how you should have won when you all come back in bits. I will say, I like Jude Law's Dumble as a younger Dumbledore. Yeah, I he, think he's a charming good. man. Yeah, and he was good in the in the second one as well. But he, he's Jude Law, so like he's a he's pretty well established as a good actor. What do you think um, of Eddie Redmayne? I really liked him in the first one. Mm. And now I feel like they're not using Eddie Redmayne to his full potential. I think he was probably you know? a lot bigger when the first one came out. Like, he was a lot more... Yeah. Weirdly, like, I think he was, like, the new thing in Hollywood. Like, Jennifer Lawrence for a few years. Where they were like, yes. let's have him in everything. Let's have her in everything. 
Um, yeah, and I feel like, do you know in um, when Age of Ultron came out and people were like, it copies a lot of beats from the Avengers. I feel like this might copy a lot of beats from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Because you know that bit where they're like walking <laughs> along the wall like crabs? Yeah. It's very similar to that scene in the zoo where he had to dance for the fucking hippo thing. Yeah. Um, you know? I, yeah, I feel like... It, I think this is definitely... They panicked after the second one and they're like, okay, well, what worked with the first one? Let's do it again. Yeah, let's backpedal into that and just make a, a successful movie. The other one came out pre-Global Bastard, didn't it? Oh, well before, yeah. Yeah? It's like, like 2019? 2019? Yeah, like, October-ish? I think February. I thought February, February 2019. Yeah. By God. Maybe. It's meaningless, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm not... Look, don't hold me to that. I, I actually don't know. But I thought it was definitely 2019. It's definitely pre. Um, But I... Look, mm. my main question was, is this trailer going to get people back in? Are, are we back in or are we still very meh on the whole thing? Because to me... I'm quite meh I, on I, it. Mm, I agree because my vibe is Hawkeye episode one <laughs> for this. <laughs> I mean, look, and I will say, I'm watching Hawkeye. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a fun time with it. It's, you know? it's grand, but my my energy levels for episode one were obviously different from episode no, four. That this is true, and my my energy levels for episode one of Hawkeye compared to episode one of Loki, mm. very different. I would yeah. say. Yeah. So this, yeah, this is this is like if uh, if it was just Hawkeye, but it was just Jeremy Renner going about his day. That's about how excited I am for this film. <laughs> Real excited. <laughs> that's that's another level of excitement. Um, so, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and I've got reports involving Star Wars. Um, now, we heard reports a few a little while ago was that Lucasfilm had indefinitely delayed Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which was going Mm -hmm. to be directed by Paddy Jenkins, due to creative differences. But now we have a new report that Jenkins is still attached as director and is still sticking to its original 2023 release date, basically meaning that it's kind of back on track. Um, Okay. Now, this could be because uh, Jenkins was also down to do Cleopatra, for Paramount and what's happened is in the last week she has stepped away from Cleopatra and has stated that she needed more time to do uh, Rogue Squadron and the next Wonder Woman film so she stepped away from the project and suddenly Rogue Squadron is now back on the table meaning she probably has more time to settle the creative differences that have arisen with Lucasfilm. that's, That's encouraging because it shows like no this is a project i want to see through and i i want it to succeed she's like she's willing to give up work for that so that's that's a good sign um whether i would watch whether what like cuz i i wouldn't watch a cleopatra film i don't think so can i tell I, you I do, who's involved now in rogue squadron in cleopatra Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Carrie Skogland is going to be doing it. So Carrie Skogland, who uh, directed The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, all six episodes. Mm-hmm. So she is now going to be doing Cleopatra. Uh, Gal Gadot is also playing Cleopatra. So that's kind of why Paddy Jenkins was originally involved. Um, right. So that project is still going on over at Paramount. But now we've got more time for Paddy Jenkins to come across the Rogue Squadron. So we're back on, Sean. The squad is back together. That's good. I lo- I'm excited for Rogue Squadron. I think that'll be a good project. Uh, I but like, <clears throat> I don't know how accurate, like how reputable the source was for. Oh, there's creative differences between. Yeah, I, I'm assuming she probably there, there's just a lot of projects she was working on. I mean, there probably is. Um, in terms of they have the script and they're going through it, and they're like, "Well, we want this," and she thinks, "Well, I don't really feel like doing that." Probably there's always yeah. that every movie there's there's always she's, that like there's probably so many things she's set to work on that haven't even been announced yet. Mm. Like I think when you hear about like James Gunn, especially Taika Waititi as well, 
I think as soon as they're attached to a project, it just gets announced immediately to build hype. Because Yeah, because the hype is there, because you have a name. It's all about getting yeah. the name in. What really excites me about this is Paddy Jenkins joining back up. That means we're back on for an original Star Wars story, Sean. You shut your mouth right no, now, Connor. L- listen to me. Listen to me. They're going to do a story that is original and doesn't involve any Skywalkers. I know. Don't look. I know you're you're looking at me here like that's a don't, terrible idea. I don't think idea. it'll work, buddy. I don't think you can have your little fun, but I don't think it'll work. <laughs> but what if it did? Imagine this came out oh. and it was good. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Because that would be the first mainline Star Wars movie that has that would be successful and liked. I think that isn't like in recent times that isn't part or associated with any any existing Star Wars movie. That's what, a really what? back arse way of saying it's not episodes eight and nine. <laughs> What's interesting about it is though, like I think the hype was a lot bigger before Wonder Woman 84. And since that has come out, I think the hype has died down a little bit because they obviously announced her before that was released. Um, yes. And that was to a lot of middling reception of, this is fine. Definitely not as good as the first one. Um, yeah, but the first one was really good, though. The first one's so excellent. If the first Rogue Squadron is excellent, I will not complain about that. My question to you is, we've got an original Star Wars movie. We now have yeah. a talented director back on. Will they fuck this up? <laughs> oh, undoubtedly. <laughs> it's never in question, because we're excited that this could be good. Okay, how much do you bet, right? That I don't know when Rogue Squadron is set. Okay. I believe it's around the time of A New Hope. Mm. Do they get Alden Ironreich... Or, God forbid, do they get Harrison Ford back oh in for this? Harrison's not coming back. <laughs> There's never. Harrison is done. He's you are finished. not getting Surely him on that press done. tour. Fuck that. Because, but I, oh, but I can see Luke, like, there is an executive at Lucasfilm pushing to be like, no, we'll get. We need somebody like, from the original. Yeah. We need someone to link it in with the wider universe. It's like, no, you don't, honestly. Hmm. But I would like to see Alden back in. We haven't heard from Alden in a while. Let's bring him back. I mean, he doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to all rely on his shoulders. He could just be part of the team. Yeah, like just bring him in and just remind people that he exists, I would say. I mean, in in the last few years... I thought Jenkins would have been the latest of like a long list of big names that have been attached and then not attached. Like, go back, Josh Trank. Do you remember he was doing a movie? Yeah. Like, Josh Lord Tra- and Miller. Co- they, they co- Lord and Miller. Colin Trevorrow. Ryan Johnson. His trilogy's yeah. on and then off and now on. That's apparently still happening, that Ryan Still Johnson happening. Thing. And then Betty Off and DB Vice are also there. Um, they, they fucked up Game of Thrones to make Star Wars. And then they left Star Wars. <laughs> or Star Wars left them because they yeah. fucked up Game of Thrones. So I think this... I, I wouldn't be surprised if another few months from now they're like, Jenkins is out, we're getting somebody else in. But for now, we're still on tenterhooks. Original Star Wars idea, still in there. It's just hanging on. Yeah, it feels like, like you're you're at a kid at like your friend's house. And your friend's parents are just about to fight, but they're holding back. <laughs> they're being nice. Like, they're being nice because they have company. But like, I just feel like, it, oh, eventually, oh, someone's going to order the wrong Chinese takeaway, and then my god, I didn't John has want to leave early. <laughs> I didn't want rice, Trevor. Trevor, I didn't. You then know why I'm, does we order Japanese food? You know, you know, I hate this food. <laughs> are you okay? Are you okay, Sean? Are I'd you? like to go um, home, please. <laughs> yeah. They're just darts across the table. We're playing it cool. Um, that's always the most awkward. Never being a kid being it's like, it's, it's going to kick off. But also, do you remember being a kid and like, say you're you're at your friend's house and they wanted you to stay over. So like oh. you would ask as the guest. Yeah, because be like, they can't say no to you. Yeah, cause, or, yeah, they can't say no. You can't get in trouble. Like mm. it, there's no, There's no risk. The worst yeah. they can say is, no, I'm sorry. But yeah. 
best I can say is, yeah, go on. And then you're you playing know, PlayStation 2 all night. You know what? I'll tell you something though. I'm proud of you for pretending that you had friends. I'm really proud Thanks, of you. Thanks, bud. I did a lot of research for that role. Yeah, did, you, did you read that somewhere, did you? That whole little story? Yeah, it was like well, a I, did, I watched The you. Breakfast Club and then just stared into a strobe light for 45 minutes and then that came to me. I've got it! This is how people react in 2002. Um, so Sean we're going to move on to our next piece of news and this involves I wouldn't have thrown this in very similar to the Barry Keoghan news other than the fact of who's involved and that is not Barry Keoghan news not Barry Keoghan news our other major news outlet because sorry I didn't say in the Barry Keoghan section if I can just pipe up for a sec we could very well get an Irish joker in this wouldn't that be something don't talk to me. Aren't we all jokers, Sean? Aren't we all? Aren't we all a bit? A bit roguish ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when we talk about Barry, our accents get ticker. <laughs> like, he's one of us. What do you mean, Connor? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're supporting a home team. Like, he's never going to win, but we're up for Barry. We just want Barry to win all the Oscars. If he ever he's wins not- an Oscar, we have to stop doing the show. We've peaked. We've peaked. No, no if, it's when. When okay. Barry wins when? An Oscar Next for his year, performance of course. For as Joker. the Joker. <laughs> for Joker. Um, Sean, there's a lot of obviously press talk going on right now about multiverses, mm-hmm. about madness. They've been talking to yes. Benedict, they've been talking to Tom, they've been talking to Zendaya, they've been talking to Jacob. They've got all these people to talk to. But there was one person they haven't been able to chat to, and finally we've heard from the man himself, Sean. Because I was wondering, what's going on with Leto? And you know what? We finally found out because Jared Leto, he's seen all these other people, the patron saint of the pod, other than Barry, Jared Leto. They're like both like they're like the angel and the devil. I was just, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say if there was an angel and a devil on either of our shoulders, Barry would be the angel and Jared <laughs> would be the devil. So Jared, he sees all these people getting press. Jared's not about that. Let another like we live in a society, Sean, right? Do we know? And so that's a very interesting take that I've hmm. not heard before. Thank you. So Jared Leto has teased the multiverse of madness for Morbius and a possible arrival of the Sinister Six. <laughs> Is he just making work for himself at this point? <laughs> Jared's out there. I enjoy the hustle. I respect it. Oh, we're going to do a broker back mountain, actually. <laughs> it's going to be, oh, you're not going to believe it, lads. It's going to be absolutely unreal. He wa- he wasn't in Brokeback, he was in Dallas Buyers Club, but I just saw a cowboy hat. <laughs> to me, it took me that he's just replacing Heat Ledger in all his performances. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brokerback Mountain. Ten things I hate even more about you. <laughs> <laughs> An even bigger Night's Tale. This one's real long. <laughs> so Jared is just like, what do you say? We could do... Morbius but Spider-Man? In the film version of Morbius that we're bringing to you now, he's also part of a much larger universe. If you've seen the last Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, you know the multiverse has officially opened. And there's all kinds of opportunities for villains to meet up, thrive, and maybe even nurture their more sinister intention. That's oh. all I'm going to say for right now, he says. Sinister, boys. <laughs> the... And if there was more than five, but less than seven of them. See, just statistic, like, not even statistic, but like, looking at the facts, it's fucked. Because Morbius is confirmed connected to Tom Hardy's Venom. And Venom is confirmed connected to No Way Home. Yes. From the end to, of Venom. Yes, to Tom Holland. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, look, we assume you've seen it by now. It's out it's, there. There's an after credit scene of Venom 2 where Tom Holland is on the screen. Yeah, it's it, it's been spoiled on all of us. It was... God, Sony is terrible at this. But, uh, yeah, so Marvel's connected to Venom, who's connected to Spider-Man. So does that mean... That... Morbius could show up with Spider-Man independent of Venom? Or is Venom the only one able to cross the multiverse? Because that Jared, would be weirder. Jared is fully thinking he can become Spider-Man. 
I don't want that. I respect Jared's hustle, okay? I've said it before. Jared, he's out here making work, as you said. He's seen all this press. And Jared's not going to sit around sitting on Morbius. Nobody gives a shit about Morbius. He's like, guys, Morbius could also be a bit sinister. If you know what I mean, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Am I in the movie? Morbius isn't generally in the Sinister Six. No, not normally. But Jared doesn't care. (laughs) But but surely he'd want to play into the anti-hero and be friends with Spider-Man. Like, that's... That's generally how Morbius falls in the comic world. <laughs> Do you know what? Anyone else says this, and it's not news. If Michael Keaton oh, yeah. says this, it does. We don't care. It's just like okay, fine. But it's just because Jared has seen the opportunity, and it's just like, oh, you know what? Morbius. We could thrive over there if you give him a chance. There's a multiverse. It's like he's designing his own SEO searches. Like he's because <laughs> now if you search Jared Leto, Jared Leto. Uh, no way home. Mm. It'll bring up this interview yeah. that he gave. If nobody knows why we don't like Jared, we're not going to get into it. There's hundreds of episodes. <laughs> of literally, I think there was a time where about twelve weeks in a row, yeah, it was Jared Leto because we had Jared Leto news, and we had like a we had we had the jingle that we just we made jingle. up on every week. Every week it was different on the spot. It was, it yeah. was a classic move. So mm. like, yeah, because this was. We talked about him, I think, during the whole, like, sending condoms and rats and pigs to people. Yeah. Uh, and then we decided that, because f- then we learned that for Blade Runner, was it? He blinded himself? <laughs> he made himself blind. He made himself blind and just made one intern's life real difficult for eight months. <laughs> this man who can clearly see makes himself blind and then they have to hire an intern to walk him around set. See, what I like is that, like, we, we will complain about that, about Jared. But Charlie Cox did the exact same thing and we're like, God, he's such a good actor. Oh, he's so deep, man. He's so deep. <laughs> really Fuck commits me. to the role. <laughs> My favourite is any actors you see on, like, inside the actor studio and they're just like, how did you get into this role? I don't know, I just read the words and then I just acted. <laughs> and they're like, Fuck. Yeah. That's really good. Like, that's the thing, because the director hired you based off of your previous work. So, like, you can probably just channel some of that, I suppose. So, Jared, I feel like, to me, he's never recovered from sending used condoms to any of his co-workers, just due to the fact, the simple thing, that if anybody in any other workplace said used condoms to anybody in their workplace, I would not want to talk to them forever. <laughs> I, think you get, I think you get the police called on you at that point. I think point. you get arrested. You certainly lose your job. Like Absolutely. If somebody, imagine if you're working in retail at Christmas. And like you come in for your shift, you're tired. I said, oh, I have a parcel here for oh, Tom from upstairs. Oh, Tom has right. sent me used condoms and dead rats. Oh, that's. Oh, I don't like Tom. I don't. No, think. that's. The, uh, to be honest, that's I mean, kind of strange. I mean, look on our Christmas gift exchange for us next week. <laughs> yeah, so Secret Santa. <laughs> get ready. Uh, so yeah, Venom or sorry, Morbius. I should say he could be appearing. In, if he turns up in No Way Home, how are you going to feel? I will be livid, honestly. <laughs> like, if he shows up and fucking Tom Hardy's Venom doesn't, I will be shocked. I think I'd, I think I'd, just, because I'm, I'm, I'm so, in such a bad relationship with No Way Home at the minute that, like, just to you be surprised. You hate it, but you love it. Yeah, I really hate that I know so much about it going in. Mm. But if I was surprised, like, if even if it is Morbius... But I'm surprised. I don't care. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this involves Ant-Man 3. Um, Quantum a movie- Mania. Quantum Mania. Now, if anyone doesn't know, that movie is very linked to all the Doctor Strange stuff, all the No Way Home stuff. They're like the triple bill that they're doing um, at the yeah. minute. And a rumour has claimed, we have a new rumour for Ant-Man 3, Sean, that claims a past villain will return as, and I'm going to mispronounce this, Modoc. Is that as... Modoc. Modoc. Um, so this is, of course, another Marvel theory, but it's the fact that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania will have the possible appearance of the supervillain Modoc. Now... There have been several rumours flying around regarding the character's role, but the latest report has stated that they could actually be bringing back 
Darren Cross from Ant-Man 1 to play the floating, uh, to play the character in the floating chair. I mean, that's interesting. That's really interesting because he played Yellow Jacket in the first Ant-Man movie. Yes. Who's basically just a man with the powers of Ant-Man. It's just Ant-Man but yellow. Ant-Man but yellow. Exactly. Very cool. Very cool outfit. Um, but that that that's a cool way of bringing back a villain who they basically killed off. Because um, he's a Why? good actor as well. But I'm what? I'm confused. How they bring him back as a different character? I don't understand. Who is Modok? What is this? So in the comics, um, Modok was like a working class dude um, who worked for AIM, which is an advanced idea mechanic. It's one of those corporations in the Marvel Universe that just get up to shady shit, basically. But they turned they they did experiments on him to like improve his intelligence and he became Modoc, which is a mechanized organism designed only for killing. Oh uh, Yeah, and he's a big head in a chair. Okay. Uh, he's just a big old face in a big old chair, little tiny legs and arms. His brain is so big that he needs a big chair. How does he? How does he? How does he do the killing if he's got very little arms and legs? He does have uh, psychic powers, I believe. Okay. Uh, he has uh, things in his chair <laughs> that that will also kill. Uh, he's absolutely busted, to be honest. Uh, like he has mind control and telepathy, and a big chair. Um, he also can control a bunch of robots with his mind. And then command the robots to attack. Um, I thought I did a Hero Zero on Modoc at one point. I messaged you about this earlier, mm. uh, but I apparently I didn't. But I just have one like ready to go. Yeah, apparently, it's chamber. just in your brain. I, that's quite it's impressive. Just, it's a he's he's really cool. There was one time it says this is dumb as fuck, but in West Coast Avengers, which is like out in California, uh, Modoc got transported into a regular human body. And they called he was called Brodoc because he was like this surfer dude. <laughs> Comics are dumb. Comics are so dumb. The when uh, they came but, up with that, they fucking high fived. What we call him? Fucking I don't know, Brodoc. Yes, yeah, yes, Stanley. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so the just very quickly on for people that don't listen to Hero Zero, Marvel has a one to seven rating system. Oh, Don't ask why it's seven. Characters are. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Why is it seven? No one knows. Just do ten. Um, you just do ten. It's, it's, it's easier to round. But uh, Modok is an intelligence of six, uh, a strength of five, speed of seven, durability of five, energy projection of six, and then fighting skills of one. Fuck so, off. Yeah, in a in a punch out, useless. Yeah. But like in, in most other aspects he's like, well, you probably don't get close enough to him to punch him. Exactly. He's very much he's more behind the scenes or he's controlling a vast robot army. Um so I now cuz the last time we saw Darren Cross he was shrunk to subatomic levels. He was in the quantum like. realm. He's in the quantum realm. So presumably he just went mad in there and then I don't know, it like got mutated in there or something like that? I mean, yeah, like, I mean, he was kind of crushed or mysterious. Yeah. Like, they could do like an exposure thing. Like, he's been exposed to that realm for too long. That's true. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, he could. Be, he was in a state where he could never die, but he basically evolved for a billion years. Uh, and then he just comes back and this is like this is what he evolved to like he's all mind based now fucking hell I mean I don't I suppose the reason why they're doing that is it just because they like the actor Corey Stahl is the actor's name I mean he was very good very strange to bring someone back would you not recast it there were rumours that they were going to make Jim Carrey Modoc. But I think that's been debunked since. I think, um, I think that's a fan thing of just yeah. like that. Would, he's a good face. In there's a Modoc animated show, and it's like an office comedy kind of thing on Disney Plus. But Patton Oswalt voices Modoc. I mean, and it's really good. 
<laughs> and that gives off heavy Harley Quinn show vibes for like King Shark. Yeah, it's a lot of that. It's it's a very similar kind of show, but it's all claymation. Uh, like it looks like Adult Swim kind of thing. Right, um, and but so how in my in my question to you then is you have Modoc, who's this mm-hmm. ultimate killing machine. He comes back. How on God's green earth does Paul Rudd, Adman, or eventually Lily <laughs> and the Wasp survive? Is my question. I mean, like, it doesn't have to be an all-out f- fight. I would say. Because, like, the first Ant-Man is ostensibly, like, a heist movie. Also, um, Kang is confirmed as the main villain of the film. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think it's going to... That could be, like, a a Thanos and Ronan situation. Where, like, Kang saves Darren Cross from the Quantum Realm. In, and in exchange, maybe he makes him into the big head, smart head boy. But uh, he 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 has to serve Kang basically for that. Also, it'll look class if the Modoc chair is like made of patched together bits from the the yellow jacket suit. That's gonna look Ooh. really really cool. Oh, I can see that, and yeah. like you can see the scene where he's like, "Is that you?" Like, what has, what yeah. has become of you? Like, I've been in the quantum realm for a billion years. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to have it that, like, there's someone shady behind the scenes planning things, looking at television screens. And it's going to be, you're just going to see the back of a chair. Mm. And then Paul Rudd's going to rock up. And then the chair's going to spin around. And it's Darren Cross's face <laughs> on a big chair body. And it's just like, what happened Wait, is, to you? Now, is he shaped like Krang? For a, Very like he... Krang. Okay. Yeah. Because in like, my head, it, when you say brain, that's my, where my head goes to. That's where my brain goes to. No, yeah, like, Modoc is mostly face. Partly terrible haircut and very little arms and legs. He has a haircut on a brain. He has, like, a bowl cut, yeah. It's very, it's very I strange. I mean, is there anything more evil than a bead a brain and you still get time to have a bowl cut? Who's cutting that? Who's, Who's asking for in? a bowl cut if you have yeah. all the knowledge in the universe? There's lads that are after going bald at 25. And this lad's a brain and he still has a full head of hair. Don't get me started, Sean. It's, it's outrageous. <laughs> and like some some of the Modoc like art, some of it is just, it's it's very like, oh, here's, here's Patton Oswalt's face on Modoc. Like some of it's like that. Okay. Other ones are horrifying. Would you make like, him horrifying or would you make him face... Mixed I think with- it's somewhere in between that they'll end up. I would make him horrifying. I love horrifying Modoc. I, I don't know if you could make a brain for a face, like, lovable. I think you got to go horrifying. I think you, you can't do halfway. you just got to do I it. I like that they're... Yeah. And I, that's why I kind of like that they're doing this character. That it's... It's out there, you know? It's not just, here's a man with the same powers as the hero. I would like uh, to see Ant-Man... And the wasp try to defeat Kang and Mordok. <laughs> because they, they shouldn't, by all accounts. Oh, I think they should be dead. Like real dead. Cause Scott Lang in the Marvel movie, like he's a he he has like an engineering degree, but he's fairly like average level intelligence, I would say. Uh maybe a bit. World's sexiest man though. World's sexiest man Paul Rudd, as we yeah. all know. Uh but I like he's coming up against a supercomputer of a man who can also punch you with psychic energy. Mm. It's going to be, be a good fight. And and him v. Kang is just going to be over in seconds. <laughs> he'll, he'll be getting like a charming Paul Rudd one-liner and then Kang will just be like, no. <laughs> yeah, like, so what I'm thinking is, spoilers for Loki for the next minute, by the way, but you know that bit in Loki where they're trying to land a hit on Kang and they just can't. Because yeah. he's been through this so many times. I feel like the version of Kang in Quantumania is going to dodge the same amount. But every dodge, there's going to be a punch coming in as well. Yeah, he's not bored. He's just yeah. super powerful and wants to kill you. Ba- yeah, basically. He's just like on the hunt at this point. Oh, man, yeah. Um, that's very interesting. Just, that caught my eye because I didn't know anything about Modoc. So if that comes up, 
it's good to know a little bit more. Um, so, Sean, we're going to finish off this week with pretty big news of an announcement of a sequel. Um, and a that sequel, is you say? that Shang-Chi number two is officially happening at ah. over in Marvel, Sean. Um, Excellent. Same director, same actors, all coming back for the second round of Shang-Chi. Now, I feel like because the first one did so well, I think this was always going to happen. Mm. Um, and even, say, I went back and rewatched it recently, and the main thing that stood out to me was it's just very, like, the fight scenes themselves, you can feel the impacts. And yeah. that's something that really stands out, even in comparison to, and I know it gets a lot of shit, Black Widow is a bit fine. Meh. Yeah, but, and, look, and like I suppose if you want to be like play defense, they are different fighting styles and things like that. That's fine, um, but on a movie watching level, is that I have put on Shang Chi around like my family, mm. and everyone has liked it, and like that, and for the what twenty fifth Marvel film in a series. It's nice that someone can jump in at that point and get some of that world. Yeah, and and I think what's interesting is like you have the Ten Rings there. You yeah. have to get, delve way more into all of that. Um, like his sister's the leader of the organization as we yeah, speak. Zhu Xiaoling, is that her name? Xiaoling, yeah. And so you, what you have is you have her leading the opposition. Technically, I mean, the story writes itself. For number two, yeah. if they come into odds, that they're both trying to achieve the same goals, but he's like, this is not the way. She's like, this is the only way. You do it all yourself. Now, they could go a completely different way and involve another character, because here's the problem with number two for Shang-Chi, is that he's so powerful now that you have to get a baddie who's the same level, because... He's a complete yeah. badass, like, killer. <laughs> no, it should be, every fight should be over in seconds. See, that's... Yeah, because he has the Ten Rings now, is his whole deal. But they are eternal... I think they're eternal technology, is what's hinted at in the yeah. post credit scene. So, I can see him, like, meeting up with, like, uh, is it Fastus of the Eternals? Um, the, the, like, tech guy. Oh yes, Eternals. yes, yes, yes. Uh, and just being like, "Hey, what are these?" And he could get, like, you know, the way the Ten Rings in comics are—they all have different things. Like some of them are like gravity and light and dark matter. Like they control <laughs> different things. Imagine he like unlock like the Omnitrix in Ben Ten, like unlocks the Ten Rings for Shang Chi. Fucking hell. And just make him a god level character. But then you then you bring back Kang and be like, okay, fight him. Let's see yeah. if you can beat him. Because it's putting like and and a, a lot of what I like about Shang Chi is that he is a human at the end of the day. He's always a. I think the main issue with the sequel is that in the first one he's always on the back foot, yeah. and in the second one he's starting from a point of he's basically unkillable. And so you got to somehow get him on the back foot immediately in the second one and be like, I don't know what's going on. Why are all these people attacking me? That's the thing. And like they could do, I don't they could bring in Iron Fist. They could introduce <sighs> Iron Fist in the MCU. Um, I feel like the balls they would have to do to bring in Danny Rand into this world and not mention it, just even just bring him in and just be like, yep, yeah, this is yeah, Iron Fist. He's just here now. He's That's just here. It. I, I wanted to end the fight and like Shang-Chi is like Kang against Loki in terms of like he just doesn't even break a sweat he just kicks the shit out of him just destroys him see in the comics they're pretty much they're on par they're, they're like, yeah they're even they're even like it just depends like who has the magic at the time basically is you all don't get on. that impression from watching both of their fights no no uh, Shang-Chi is much 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 better uh, mm. so far there is a thing, and look, this is this would be ludicrous if they did it. There's a thing in Marvel Comics called Spider Island, um, where a lot of people in New York get turned into spiders, <laughs> but Peter loses a lot of his uh, uh, spider abilities, and because he, he like he was always just counting on, I can I can hit with the, you know, uh, approximate force of a spider, 
So I don't really need to know how to fight well. But then yeah, Shang-Chi the, the trains logic. him in the way of the spider, they call it. Uh, and he just uses all of his spider senses in his fighting style and things like that. So, they, no, they're, look, they're not going to do that for Shang-Chi too. But I would love to, him to be more set up as, here's a character you can go to if you need help with fighting. I would love to yeah, end up there. Like, he could be seen as the, I mean, if you want to go DC about like Lady Shiva. Or even the Batman, like you go to get trained by them yeah. to fight somebody else. Um, exactly. And nobody fucks with him. Like, it's kind of like you do not fuck with Shang-Chi. Like, he will absolutely just destroy you if you even challenge him. Yeah, because, uh, uh, oh man. I don't, because I don't, it's, it's kind of hard to know at the minute because we, we're not really, uh, like Shang-Chi is the most recent Marvel movie. Uh, that's given us information about how the world is. But it'd be cool if there was some kind of like Avengers compound style thing. And he's just like leading training for people that never had to learn how to fight. You know, like yeah. Thor. Imagine Shang-Chi training Thor to like to do jujitsu. Just watching the scene of all the people training. And Thor be like, well, why are we here? And Spider-Man, as you said, be like, well, why am I here? Like, I don't need to be here. Yeah, like, uh, and even, like, oh, oh, shit, I, okay. No, here's so, the thing, though. It, oh, go on. Yeah. No, no, you, you seem excited as well. So I have a I, theory, you have a theory. You go first. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, um, like you have the scene, it might annoy people, Shang-Chi beats Thor in a hand-to-hand fight, first would off in training. I would love that. And, like, people go, oh, that wouldn't happen with Thor. But, um, like, that scene alone would make Shang-Chi for the rest of the Marvel Universe, like, even in training oh Thor wasn't yeah. trying doesn't fucking matter no Shang-Chi went up against a fully powered Mandarin and won like yeah. that's no small feat okay I like to Go throw on. out a wild theory every so often hit me the original comic books the Avengers was started by the Wasp yes so End of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Because Avengers are basically disbanded at this point. So Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Yeah, they're, they're kind of... They've lost a lot of people. Yeah. So I think Scott Lang dies taking out MODOK again, right? Kang is still on the loose. Okay. So Evangeline Lilly, the Wasp, goes around to all of the remaining superheroes and reforms the Avengers. <sighs> doing kind oh, of a shit. new Avengers scenario, right? You have the new Avengers then, and they go about, they might defeat Kang in between this, that's fine. But then you have the TV series Secret Invasion, where all of the old Avengers show up again. Oh, shit. RDJ's coming back. (laughs) Confirmed. Chris Evans, back. (laughs) Chris Evans, back for Secret Invasion. Or you find out that all the new people were all Skrulls, like, instead. Yeah. Because, oh yeah, someone, like, with all these movies, someone currently in in them has to be a scroll. Like, there's at least one scroll that we're not yeah. aware of right now in all of these films. Yeah, which is odd because a lot of these characters have had a lot of development and a lot of things happen to them. Th- that is the issue with the scroll theory of bringing them in late, is that, well, what happens to the character development? You have to pick someone that hasn't developed <laughs> very much. <laughs> That's the thing, uh, but you but by the same token, like you could like you could pick like you, they're not going to do like Iron Man. That's not going to happen because you uh, have to you have to make it be like they're a scroll, but all their character development happened, and then they were kidnapped, and now they're a scroll. By the same token, Gamora got a lot of character development, then die, and now she's just back. True, yeah, but we don't know how that's going to affect it, though, because I think they just reset her back to episode, like, Guardians the 1. The start of Guardians 1, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I like, like the, 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 they could have done Rhodey as a scroll maybe, like, five years ago, but he's been through a lot, so probably <laughs> probably should leave that there. Like, the scroll's like, I can't believe I got fucking paralyzed. <laughs> what are the chances Rhodey just walking around somewhere? Like, I'm loving life. <laughs> And then Terence Howard just comes back in and it's like, guys, <laughs> yeah, I've been the, gone for a decade. The, the scroll is... 
Oh my Terrence, god! Could bring Terence Howard back as a scroll. How that did nobody notice? No, Terence Howard is the actual Rody, and he's like, guys, how did no? He just looked kind of like me. It's different Come men, on, guys. What like is Tony this? Stark. How did you not notice? We were friends the whole time. She's like, oh, he was drunk. He was drunk the whole time. He was time. drunk most of the time. He didn't know, man. Um, See, Iron Man 2? Oh, no, sorry. Oh, oh you weren't. Oh, yeah, no. oh, you weren't there. You weren't there. <laughs> um, are you excited for Shang-Chi? Um, or do you feel like maybe... Actually, I was going to say something negative there, but I feel like it's a fairly slab duck. We're excited for yeah, Shang-Chi. I really like Shang-Chi. I want to see more of Shang-Chi. So give me another Shang-Chi movie right, right G- now. Give please. me the best fighter just fucking people up. Yeah. Nobody comes at him. What's wrong with that? Less Trevor Slattery. If I can make one request, put less Trevor Slattery in More that Trevor. Make Trevor Shang-Chi. You know what? We're going to have to meet in the middle here and say the exact same amount of Trevor in every Shang-Chi movie. <laughs> every on single out. one. Which is almost too much, really. If he was a scroll, I wouldn't mind. That's actually quite funny, but also makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. No. A scroll just See, being a football. The problem with the scroll reveal, and this isn't to do with anything to do with what we were talking about, it has to be someone we care about, but it can't be someone that it takes away from all the reasons why we care about them. Yes. So, like. So, it has to be a level that we're like, oh shit, but also not high enough that it counteracts all the cool movies we've just seen them in. That's the reason we like them. Hmm. Tom Unless Holland. it's just everyone related to our superheroes, but that's not impressive. No, like if you said Zendaya, like MJ is yeah. a scroll, it's like, okay, well that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. But then like if if Secret Invasion, if like you're watching Secret Invasion and like, oh, and, and Chris Evans is in this episode. You're like, yeah, clearly. He's clearly the he's the scroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. That's, that's, what are we... we, we Look, we talked a couple of rumours, mainly about Barry Keown. Yeah, uh, but mainly Barry. that, that was hard-hitting movie news, Connor. So well done. So does that, that mean next week, Spider-Man No Way Home review? Spider-Man No Way Home review. We've all established that I've already booked tickets. You've and booked so tickets. You're on the 15th. I'm on the 18th. We're just 15th. bang on time. 18th. We'll record on the 20th. It'll be grand. Laugh. And then we'll... Should also have our... Are we doing our gift exchange on the... The oh, yes. Spider-Man the, review? Eh, uh, Yes. Let's do the gift okay. exchange and the Spider-Man review. We'll stop the gift. Ex- we'll stop the Spider-Man review midway through, and then do the gift exchange. Yeah, and then finish that's good. It off. Yeah, excellent. Everyone will love that. Uh, but would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Very special Spider-Man episode. Uh, Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast. Shoutouts go to I Saw Waffles Kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Wafflemas. Merry Wafflemas to you all. Merry uh, Wafflemas. Merry Wafflemas. And Wary Mafflemas. Sometimes I do that with words. Uh, thanks also to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife, Halley, Ryan Right Time Evanson, Sean, Grow Your Mo for a Bro, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida Gal Green, Anna, Team Irish, Waller, Shelmroos, Little Dicky, During the Chaos, Kids and Counselors, Run and Hide Wherever They Can, McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I Can't Believe Wanda Did This, Sammy DeLucia, Michelle, Good Luck Julie in Your Volleyball Finals, Brown, and I am eternally grateful for this podcast. See what I did there, Lou Coth. Did you see Lou Coth? Did you see what I did there? Uh, but... <laughs> Thanks everyone for continued support. Happy Christmas to all of you. Thank you, thank you so much for your your listenership, your ear holes, all of the rest of it. Um, if you do want to support the show, you can do the Patreon. There's also a Twitter. It's at Heroes for Higher Pod. But the four, you're not going to believe it, guys. The four is a number four. Oh, oh shit! Oh aren't shit! We good. Uh, yeah. We're also on Facebook. Is Detective Dudman's discussion group? Instagram is Heroes for Higher Podcast. Uh, and there is also a Spreadshirt store link below where you can get t-shirts and mugs and hats and all that good stuff but the best way to ever support the show is to tell one human being that we exist just the one please and I think that's about it Connor so I have been Connor Lawler I have been Sean Neal and we shall see you all next week guys bye bye hey 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 